that's where it started. Hello, this is Paul. And this is Dave. We are the Derringer Brothers. And you are listening to Derringer Discoveries. Discoveries. Each episode, we take you, the listener, on a journey. A musical journey. Today's podcast episode is The Killers Have Not Peaked and Why. Paul, who are our special guests today? Well, Dave, we have two special guests, and they are with us live. The first one is Augie Derringer. Hi, all. This is Augie Derringer from Minneapolis. When there's nowhere else to run. And our second special guest is Patty Derringer. Hey, this is Patty Derringer from Richmond, Virginia. Two of them are going to help us get through this episode, which is about the killers. Augie, is it true that you are a fan of the killers? I am. Is it also true that you are the one who introduced Paul Derringer to the killers? You know, I believe I was. The Killers were formed in Las Vegas in the year 2001. You guys actually found each other via a classified ad. Yeah, there were these two free weekly magazines in Vegas, and there was a classified section, and I would scour through. At the end of each ad, they would put what influences you had. And so I would just look at the band names, look at the band names. And then I saw the Beatles, and I saw Smashing Pumpkins in Oasis, and I thought, that's that's close enough for me. (laughs) And that was how I met our guitar player. Since then, they have released a total of six studio albums. Their top songs have been streamed hundreds of millions of times on Spotify alone. Today, along with our two special guests, Augie and Patty, we will cover each of these six studio albums. In chronological order? Yes, Dave. I know you love doing things chronologically, so we will do it in chronological order. What happens if we pick the same song? Well, if we pick the same song, that's all right, because we can do like we did in episode nine on Steely Dan. We can each pick our favorite song, and if more than one person picks the same song, I'll ring a bell. We'll ring it once for each person. Paul, in addition to picking our favorite songs, will we weigh in at the end of the episode on whether or not the killers have jumped the shark? Yes, Dave, we will. We're going to weigh in on whether the killers have jumped the shark, and we're going to have Augie and Patty weigh in too. And what about crossing the Rubicon? Yeah. In episode 14, you said that was another level after jumping the shark? Yeah, that was good, Augie. I'm glad you listened to episode 14 about Fleetwood Mac. Crossing the Rubicon is reaching the point of no return. You guys really want listeners to check out your back catalog, don't you? I personally think listeners should check out episode 8 on Ed Sheeran. They say she's in the class 8. Not only did we feature Ed Sheeran, but uh, me and Augie were on it, so. Now let's hope with Augie and Patty with us today, Paul, we can actually make this episode listenable. Your discoveries, listener feedback. feedback. With regard to Bob Marley rocks and why. This music. That's episode 16. We heard from one of our regular listeners, Laura, who now lives in Roanoke, Virginia. Is that the same Laura who used to live in Richmond and who wrote to us about Blondie, which we featured in our new wave episode, episode 13? Yes, Dave, it is. I understand Laura thought that I was fantastic in the Bob Marley episode. I'll have to agree with that. Now, once again, Paul, it seems that you are just riding my coattails. And it's a good thing we're brothers, or I would replace you with either Augie or Patty Derringer. Hey, Uncle Dave, keep me out of this. Hey, I don't mind taking his place. (laughs) 
Alright, so Augie wants to be kept out of it. Patty doesn't mind taking my place. I've decided that whenever a listener writes to us about enjoying one of our Derringer Discoveries episodes, I will respond to that listener and offer to let them pick a song for us to include in an upcoming episode. I responded to Laura's kudos and I told Laura, hey, we're going to be doing the killers today. I asked her for her favorite killer song. She gave it to me. I'm going to reveal it during our episode today. Paul, do we have any other listener letters that you have not forged? Alton did tell me to tell you something. Uh-oh. Never knows how you come across somebody once in a while. You, you shouldn't have messed He with said you. he heard what you said about his Gran Torino in episode 16 <laughs> on Bob Morley Rocks. <laughs> this and he wanted me to let you know that he was, and I'm quoting here, he was deeply offended that you mistakenly referred to his Gran Torino as an El Camino. So Alton did not drive an El Camino. Instead, he drove a Ford Pinto. Of course, a Ford Pinto. So we'll use that going forward. I want to make sure everyone knows that we did our part to get Todd Rundgren. Hello, it's me. Admitted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'll take it one step further, Paul. Todd Rundgren is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he got in. And why did he get in? Just because of one podcast. That was episode 12 on Todd Rundgren. Wow, by the time we finally get to the killers, we'll have plugged every single other episode. (laughs) That's our goal, Augie, is to plug it all. But of course, Augie, the killers will not be eligible for the Hall of Fame for about seven more years. Yeah, their first album was 2004, so 2029. 2029. It's time to queue up the person diving into the pool. Album one, Hot Fuss. 2004. Our first album that we'll be summarizing or discussing today is Hot Fuss from 2004. As I mentioned at the outset, the Killers were formed in 2001. Uh, what was your first show like? Did you feel like it was working right away? No. I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> We played an open mic night at a cafe. But they didn't get their first album out for another three years. It was 2004 when they got this amazing album out. Dave, do you have any thoughts on Hot Fuss? I like Hot Fuss. Coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine. God, I gotta be down because I want it all. It started out with a kiss, had it in and I'm like this. They were in a pack of musicians and bands at the time playing similar sounds, but the Killers did something different. In my view, the Killers gave us a great voice. Brandon Flowers as the vocalist is woo. He's got a voice that you instantly recognize that is Brandon Flowers. You know, we had our slot and we played three songs. I just didn't think I was going to make it through. And I was just totally open after that gig to having another singer. Also, he plays keyboards and synthesizers and that gave them a nice new wave feel. In fact, if you look, they call Hot Fuss a new wave album. Even though I said new wave was dead, they actually come out in 2004 with an album that is classified as new wave. So they got two things going for them. Here's the third thing going for them. Brandon Flowers is great with lyrics and as we're going to be talking about, he has a way of saying things that don't instantly make sense. They stay with you. I got soul but I'm not a soldier. For the first album, Dave, our special call-in listener, Laura, she told me that her favorite song by the Killers is Somebody Told Me. Well, somebody told me you had a boyfriend who looked like a And that's Somebody Told Me by The Killers. I believe it was one of their four singles. Augie, what's your favorite song from Hot Fuss? I guess it's hard for me, but I think I would say my personal favorite off Hot Fuss would be Smile Like You Mean It. Change your ways while you're young. Boy, 
smile like you mean it. Patty, do you want to pick one off of Hot Fuss? All the things that I've done. <laughs> yeah, just like father and son. When there's no you picked all the things that I've done, and I have to tell you a quick story about this, guys. Before they had their album out, Brandon Flowers gave a person a ride to his hotel who had seen them practicing. The guy worked with soldiers who were coming back from Afghanistan, and so Brandon asked him, Oh, are you a soldier? And the guy responded, no, I'm not a soldier, but I've got soul. So Brandon went back and was like, man, that is something I should put in a song. And for me, that became the centerpiece of the song that Patty has picked. So here it is. All the things that I've done. play the part that in my mind takes the song and makes it one of their best songs. And here it is, I've got soul, but I'm not a soldier. From the same song. I got soul, but I'm not a soldier. That's my choice as the best song on Hot Fuss. Dave, you wanted me to double check who was singing on this song with Brandon Flowers and the Killers. The Sweet Inspirations. Yes, it's the Sweet Inspirations. They were an American R&B girl group. Founded by Emily Sissy Houston. We know her as the mother of Whitney Houston. All right, Dave, what's your pick from the Hot Fuss? One of our special guests today, Patty Derringer, I understand, was a pretty good uh, baseball player. Yeah. The other day, I was watching uh, the Baltimore Orioles play the Tampa Bay Rays, and the pitching coach, Darren Holmes, comes out to talk to the Orioles pitcher. And you know how that goes. You're trying to boost your players up and everything, saying, oh, you got this and all this stuff. And, of course, whenever there's a break in the action, they play music over the loudspeaker at the stadium. And I'm always trying to listen because they'd like to try to have the songs relate to you know what's going on and I'm hearing over the loudspeaker destiny is calling me open up my eager eyes because I'm Mr. Brightside I guess the PA announcer thought it would be cool to play Mr. Brightside to try to cheer up the reliever. And so that's going to be my pick for my favorite song off of Hot Fuss. Their first single, still their biggest hit ever at number 10. That is huge. That's Mr. Brightside by The Killers. That's Dave's pick. And I went on to Spotify just now, and that has had over 1 billion streams. 1 billion with a B. And your lives will never be the same. The Billionaire Boys. Isn't that amazing? That's their biggest streaming... Actually, I take that back. That's their second biggest streaming song. Dave. Yes. Patty and I picked the same song, so the bell rang twice. Great you minds think alike. Great minds think alike. You and Augie didn't pick the same no, song? No, we disagreed. You yeah. know. Really, there ain't no good guy. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There ain't no bad guy. There ain't no bad guy. It's only you, you and me. You, me, me, you, you. <laughs> There's only you and me and we just disagree. And we just disagree. <laughs> but you could say that this album has such depth. There's so many good songs on it. It is. It's it, easy for us to each pick a different song. It is. It's a great album. Yeah.
album two, two Sam's Town, 2006. Six, six, six. On album one, they called them a new wave band. Suddenly, on album two, they're calling them a Heartland band, that they're singing Heartland music, or as Brandon Flowers likes to say in interviews, he was trying to emulate early Bruce Springsteen. A screen door slams, Mary's dress waves. Hi, I'm Bruce Springsteen. I'm going to be talking to Brandon Flowers. The album, to me, is a great album. It kind of was viewed as a letdown by some of the fans, but I think it's a solid album. Should we go ahead and go through our choices on this album? Or do you have some things to say about it? Well, it was released on October the 3rd, 2006, and it went all the way to number two. But I would like to say right now that we're going to talk about all six of their studio albums. Every single one of their studio albums went to number one in the United Kingdom. Every so they're even one. bigger in the UK than they are in the US. Yes, they've only had one number one album album which is coming up stay tuned because it's coming up but the one we're talking about now sam's town got all the way to number two in the u.s all right well dave let's go ahead since you were talking what's your favorite song off of sam's town when you were young all right here's no no i'm saying when you were young did you have a good childhood that song has a great turn phrase in it you know he it doesn't does. look a thing like jesus he doesn't look a thing like jesus there are a lot of biblical references in quite a few of the killer songs yes he's got a lot of biblical references in fact it's getting more and more biblical with each album i find he doesn't look a thing like jesus. that's definitely the hook in the song When You Were Young, that's Dave's choice as his favorite song from Sam's Town. Augie, what's your favorite song from Sam's Town? Mine is also When <laughs> You Were Young. We got the bell. Ring the bell twice. He doesn't look a thing like Jesus. Patty, do you want to weigh in? There might be a triple bell because mine's the same, When You Were Young. He doesn't look a thing like Jesus. All right. Well, you know I'm going to have to break rank with you. That's certainly one of the killer's best songs in my book. I tell you what I like about this album. I do think they branch out and they try different things on this album that they didn't try on the first album. They're trying different sounds. As I mentioned, they're now being called Heartland. The one I like is the one going into When You Were Young, and it's called Interlude. It's good to have you with us, even if it's just for the day. And that's interlude. As you've noticed, it's just piano, which would be Brandon Flowers, and just singing, which would also be Brandon Flowers. So it kind of gives you a prelude to Brandon, who starts to release solo albums in addition to albums with the band. So there we have it. That's Sam's Town. Let's move on. Oh, let's do. Let's move on. We still got four more albums to go. Can we do a quick note about Sawdust? It, it was a chance, I think, to capitalize on two hot-selling albums right. by putting together B-sides and extra songs, live songs. So that's what Sawdust is. I actually think it's a good album. It has less synthesizer on it. It's rockier. It also has some special guests. It has Lou Reed on the opening track. So we'll just play a snippet of that one with Lou Reed and the Killers. Always here. Always 
always on time Close call, was it love or was it just easy? Money talks when people need shoes and socks Steady boys, I'm thinking she needs me I was just sipping on something sweet I don't need political process I got this feeling that they're gonna break down the door that's Lou Reed and the Killers from Sawdust, which, as I mentioned, is not considered a studio album, so it's not one of the six albums that we are weighing in on. And that song was called Tranquilize. Uh-huh, All right, Dave, let's move on. Okay, the... so you get to pick a song from Sawdust. Yeah, does anybody else want to pick one? They can. I just was pointing out that Lou Reed makes an appearance, and that's no, kind I of think cool. that's pretty interesting. Anybody else want to weigh in on Sawdust? I don't know much about it. Usually we kind of fake our way through this, Augie. <laughs> Like you, you just say, oh, I listened to that many times and I just can't, I can't pick a song. Well, let's move on then. Augie, do you want to introduce album three? Album three, day and age, 2008. I did my best to notice when the call came down the line. Up to the platform of surrender. I was brought, but I was kind. Dave, what do you have on album three? It was a pretty big album, wasn't it? Well, I'm only human. Yeah. I'm going to pick human as my cut. Yeah, that's a great one. Here it is. Human by the Killers. Sometimes I get nervous when I see an open door. Close your eyes, clear your heart. Cut the cord. Are we human? I used to go around the office singing this song, believe it or not. And you still work there. (laughs) (laughs) One time I was singing this song and several people came up to me and said they knew the song. And what I found interesting was I would expect people Augie and Patty's age to know the song, but I had people of my age telling me they knew the song. So I asked them the question. I asked, what does that mean? We are dancers. (laughs) We're not. People can't be danced without a human. Yeah, you can be danced like dumb. Yeah. Are we human or are we dancer? Dancer, D-A-N-C-E-R. I don't understand it. I sing it. I love it. It's a great lyric. But what does it mean? This question proposes a dichotomy with an implied negative and positive answer. We should either want to be human or we should want to be dancer. Are we really thinking or are we like just going through the motions? Are we posers? Are we fake? Or are we dancer? Dancer in the singular, not the, the right, plural. Right, exactly. Yeah. The we should be like plural. Right, should be dancers. Are right. we human or are we dancers? Does anybody want to weigh in on this? Anybody want to say what they think are we human or are we dancer means? Well, human would be a unifying singular noun that represents all of humanity. And I would say that he's doing a play on words of dancers as someone who's going through the motions of something. Yeah. But in a singular form that also encompasses everyone. Yeah. Or are we dancers? It has been posted that this is a reference to a Hunter S. Thompson quote about how America was raising a nation of dancers who are afraid to step out of line. And I'm on my knees looking for the answer. Are we human or are we dancers? The song meditates on a question that is as old as humanity itself. Human has become something more than the author intended. I 
It's also a word of engine. It rhymes. Yeah, okay, I'll go with that. So, Dave, you chose human. Augie, what are you choosing from this album, Day and Age? Spaceman, which I believe is popular with you as well. Yeah, you know, I'll go ahead and say it. That's my choice as yeah. well. So, ding, ding. We got two bells here. Spaceman. Spaceman by the Killers off of Day and Age. And we have two people in agreement. Patty, what do you want to weigh in on this album? I would say Neon Tiger. Wow, Patty is going to take us in a different direction. Patty is going with Neon Tiger. is Neon Tiger by The Killers, chosen by Patty. They have given us three really good studio albums. I like the first three over the second three. But then again, the seventh album is coming out. Hope Springs Eternal. Album 4, Battleborn, 2012. Album 4, Battleborn. That album was named after their studio. The Killers built a recording studio, and they named it Battleborn, and they decided they would name the album after it. I bought this in real time, Dave, because at this point, Augie had turned me on to The Killers, and when this came out, I was actually anticipating it and bought it immediately. And this is back in the old days, Dave, back in 2012 when we were still buying CDs. Remember those things? CDs? Yes. So I bought it and I liked the album. I did not love the album, but there is one song. I'm going to go ahead and go first on this. I immediately fell in love with the song that they used as their single, and it is a good song. It's called Runaways. Blonde hair blowing in the summer wind A blue-eyed girl playing in the sand And that's Runaways. Augie, let's go with you next. What did you pick from Battle Born? The Way It Was, which is ah. basically just When You Were Young Part 2, but it is a nice song. Yeah, it does have a reminiscence of When You Were Young. I like that. Here is The Way It Was. That's The Killers with The Way It Was. Dave, you want to go third? Paul, I don't think any Derringer Discoveries episode would be complete without saying bubbling under at least one time. <laughs> and you're always accusing me of being Mr. Hitside or Mr. Brightside. Yes. This time I'm going to go with a song that bubbled under at 117. All right. Did not make the hot 100. And it's called Flesh and Bone. I've gone through life white knuckle in the moments that left me behind. Refusing to heed the yield, I penetrate the force fields in the blind. Flesh and Bone, the killers from Battleborn. Cut from the cloth of a flag that bears the name Battleborn. Patty, that leaves us to you, buddy. You get to clean us up. What are you picking as your choice off of this album? From here on out. And that's Patty's choice. Should our paths ever decide to cross? You may wonder what the trouble costs. That don't matter now, life goes on Hallelujah, the trouble's gone No sense in holding grudges and it's better to forgive These are things that I must learn To practice while I live in my paradise Shift it, man, you're making me shout Hey, from here on out Friends are gonna be hard to come And 
that was from here on out. Dave, that wraps it up for this album, unless you have anything you'd like to say about Battleborn. I like it better than the most two recent albums. I'd say I put it at my fourth favorite album out of the six. Okay. And that could be good, except it's going in the wrong direction. Right. We have a bit of a time period now. We always talk about these time periods. Mm. It's five years before their next album. It's 2017. You could almost get through college in that time. Now, what's happening in 2017? Brandon still considers the band to be intact, but two members don't tour with them in 2017, and one member doesn't even play on their 2017 album. Dave Kooning has backed out, and they only have three people on this album. In fact, for that matter, Mark Stormer only plays on a few songs. So it's largely, at this point, it's largely Brandon Flowers and Ronnie Vannucci on this album in 2017. Augie, do you want to announce the album? Album 5. Wonderful, wonderful, 2017. 2017. Dave, do you have any thoughts on wonderful, wonderful? Not so wonderful. This is probably their next to worst album. And if you want to hear me talk about their worst album, stay tuned. This has been brought to you by Patty Derringer Insurance. For all your needs, go to Patty. All right, we'll do that, Dave. Dave, do you want to pick a song off the album? I'll run for cover. All right, here or it is. simply run for cover. Run for cover. That's Run For Cover, The Killers, off of Wonderful, Wonderful. Dave, I tend to agree with you. This album didn't quite do it for me. There are some songs I like. The Man was pushed as their single, and that's a good song. So I'm going to go ahead and go with The Man. That is The Man by The Killers. Augie, you want to go next? I'm also picking Run For Cover with Dave. It's on one of my running playlists. Run For Cover! Of the album, it's probably the one I listen to the most. Patty, do you want to bring up the rear? What do you think? I think Some Kind of Love. And that's Patty's choice. I like how Patty thinks outside the box. He's not going to go with the most obvious choice. Here it is. Yeah. Some Kind of Love by The Killers. You got the will of the wild. That's our wonderful, wonderful review. We each picked songs. Two people picked the same song. Run for cover! Well, let's keep moving, guys. This brings us to the final album. So far, right? So far. Augie, you want to introduce it? Album 6, Imploding the Mirage, 2020. Imploding the Mirage. I do have a quick note about Imploding the Mirage because when I first was getting ready for The Killers, I went quickly through this album. And I did to The Killers what Derek Shulman did to me. Does anybody here know who Derek Shulman is? I do, I do. Okay, Dave, who's Derek Shulman? He was in a group called Gentle Giant. Yeah, he sure was. Was. And after he left the group Gentle Giant, he became an A&R person for Polygram Records. And I was playing in a band in college. We thought we were hot stuff. Derek met with me. He was a good guy. I'm not going to knock him, Derek. You're still alive and you might be listening to this. But he was very quick about it. He brought me in. He said, let me have your demo. Back then, you know what it was on. It was cassette. 1986 cassette. 1986 cassette. And he brought me in. He played the first song. And after about five seconds, he hit the fast forward button. And like, we hadn't even started singing on the first song. 
song and he went and he took it to the second song now here's what got interesting he liked the second song and then he went to the third song he gave it like five seconds and moved on to the fourth song we only had four songs and on the fourth song he gave it five seconds when I first listened I know that was a long way of saying when I first listened to this album by the killers I kind of didn't give it the patience and diligence that you need it's called and so are you telling me that he signed Bon Jovi instead of signing Melting Pot is that what you're saying I'm saying he signed a lot of big bands what else did he sign Tears for Fears Tears for Fears Men Without Hats (laughs) yeah that was a big band yeah, Dexy's Midnight Runners. Yeah, does everybody remember that one? Come on, Eileen. Come on, Eileen. Well, I, I wish he had, but he did not. And it gave me the chance to go on and do some more education. But Dave, what I decided to do on this album was to really give it a chance because I am wanting to make sure that I've been fair to it. And I forced myself this week to listen to it about four times from start to finish. And I'm really starting to like it, Dave. I do not think it's the worst album. I know you're kind of leading that it is, but I think it's a good album. Now that said, there's really only two of the killers on it. It's the drummer and Brandon Flowers. It's just the two of them. They have a lot of guests. And I'll tell you my favorite song guys. I'm going to go ahead and pick, and by the way, this will also give us a plug for one of our prior podcast episodes. I'm going to pick a song that features Lindsey Buckingham on guitar. On the Killers? On the Killers! Lindsey Buckingham is on this song, it's on the album, Imploding the Mirage, and it's my favorite song off of the album. Who is Lindsey Buckingham? <laughs> Lindsey Buckingham was a member of Fleetwood Mac, and we covered them on episode 12. And episode 14, and episode 18, <laughs> episode 20, episode 24. <laughs> yeah, we, we're definitely giving them their due. But anyway, Lindsey Buckingham makes a guest appearance, and this is a great song, and I'm in love with it now. It's called Caution, and what I love is the line about when you live in the desert, here it is. Let me introduce you to the featherweight queen. She got Hollywood eyes, but you can't shoot what she sees. My mama was a dancer, and that's all that she knew. Cause when you live in the desert, it's what pretty girls do. I'm throwing That was Caution, my favorite song off of Imploding the Mirage. But by the way, I have about four songs in this album that I do like quite a bit. I want to show this to my cohort over here. I circle my, my pick. What did I circle? Caution. <laughs> All so right. I'm not just riding your coattails anymore. I think you're riding my coattails. But So you pick Caution. It was a number one alternative hit on the rock charts. That is huge. Augie, do you want to say that is huge? And we'll start using you. That is huge. Augie, what is your favorite song? song off of imploding the mirage when dreams run dry you start to wonder about the time theft how much of it you got left comes in with the age now That's When Dreams Run Dry by The Killers off of their most recent album from 2020. Patty, what are you going to weigh in and give us off of this album? Gonna have to say Dying Breed. Yeah, you know, that's actually a good song. That's one of my favorites as well. Dying Breed. There's gonna be opposition.
On this album, Dave and I each agreed, and the others, the other uh, two Derringers, went their separate ways. Dave, do you want to talk about the upcoming seventh album? Seventh album, soon to be released later on this year. Killer's all back together again. The four original members, they're working on it. They're going to get it out. Look for great things. This wraps it up. Do we think the Killers have jumped the shark? Wow, who goes first on that one? Augie was really thinking that they pulled a Fonzie lately. Yeah, and Augie was telling me she thinks they jumped okay, the shark. You want to weigh in? Should go you first. should go first. What's the word, Augie? Have they jumped the shark? I would say they have, but that doesn't mean that they should stop. I'm just saying they're not going to be representative of the 2020s. And all the killer fans have now <laughs> departed the podcast. Or they're writing emails or text messages. I would disagree. Oh, okay. Whoa. Okay. okay. Go for it, Patty. What do you think? The killers have this sound that's perfect for movies. Keeps it interesting. And, you know, today's music is awful. Well, Dave, do you think they've jumped the shark? It's kind of too early to say. I'd really like to hear the new album. I'm hoping that it will be back a return to form. I would say that maybe not jumping the shark, but they might have jumped a few porpoises and a few dolphins, maybe. But not not the shark. Not the shark. I think that they have not jumped the shark yet, and I don't think they've crossed the Rubicon. As we all point out, they are about to put out a seventh album. I think that this album could be a very good album, and I'm hoping it will be, so I'm not going to say they crossed the Rubicon. Does anyone want to claim that they crossed the Rubicon? You'd have to say they jumped the shark in order to take it to the Rubicon. So Rubicon is definitely worse than the shark. Yeah, Rubicon, there's no returning from the Rubicon. If you do like Julius Caesar, and if you cross the Rubicon, there's no going back. Before we bring this to a close, it's important that we thank our special guest. And let me tell you, I think it was great having you here. We usually fly people's voices in, but today we actually can see your eyeballs and we can see your reactions, and that adds to the excitement. So thank you, Augie Derringer and Patty Derringer, for being our special guest today. Now, Augie, when you're finished with graduate school in Minneapolis, why don't you come on back to Virginia and help me oust Paul? It can be the Augie and Dave Derringer hour. What do you think about that? Together, we'll burn these corny scripts and we'll take Derringer discoveries to a whole new level. You with me? Sure, Dave. Yeah, I'll consider that as my backup plan officially. Okay. Uh, and Patty, why don't you join me and we'll oust uh, Dave and it'll be the Patty and Paul Derringer hour. P&P special. The P&P special. We'll have competing hours hours and we'll see which hour is more popular and we can see who pops from the most peas we'll see who pops <laughs> the, the most peas. hour <laughs> this is paul and this was dave and this is patty this is augie and we are all the derringer family <laughs> if you want to call it that and you have been listening to derringer discoveries in your sister's room In the postscript for both Heart, episode 15, and Bob Marley, episode 16, we played a snippet of a new song by Hojo Fro called In Rivermont. In Rivermont, there's a girl and she'll give you her last dollar. I think our listeners might enjoy the song more if you explain the lyrics because the lyrics for In Rivermont are even stranger than the lyrics for Music Box Killer. There's a killer in my music box waiting to Dave, thank you for asking. And I chose to talk about this today because Brandon Flowers is also misunderstood. He has lyrics that don't immediately make sense, but when you hear the story, suddenly they do make sense. Like, I've got soul, but I'm not a soldier. In Rivermont, I sing about a situation where a person has borrowed a dollar from a friend. In Rivermont. 
there's a girl and she'll give you her last dollar. And then doesn't pay her back. And now she does not forgive him for borrowing the dollar. I cannot forgive the things you did. What I'm meaning by that is it's sometimes you do small things that if you could have paid it back right away, it would be over and done. But by this person's failure to pay back the dollar, it has compounded over time. There's a debt that's been bubbling up now for 40 years And has become bigger than it would have been And now 40 years later, she will not forgive him for not paying back the dollar So the dollar is not really a dollar It's more about owing somebody something and not making good on that when you had the chance In Rivermont, there's a Is the Rivermont a reference to the actual Rivermont section of Lynchburg, Virginia? It is. It was very influential to me growing up I've always been in love with Rivermont Avenue Today's playlist is called The Killers Have Not Peaked. It's available on Spotify. Brought to you by Patty Carringer Insurance. <laughs>